It's Monday the 14th of May, May. <laughs> 2012. <laughs> Woohoo! The world hasn't ended yet. I actually rewatched that film last week. Um, oh, terrible film. That has nothing to do with the fact, though, that this is show number 55, Beastie Boss of the Audio Podcast. Audio Podcast! Uh, I'm here, I'm Samuel Freeman. I'm Scott McLaughlin. And I'm Scott Hewitt. Um, and this is the Audio Podcast, the audio podcast. that's what we normally do next. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sam, what have we got today? We've got news and other stuff and plunder. And we're opening with before the news, or is it in the news? It's kind of news, it's semi-plunder, because it happened a little while ago. Um, that Adam Yauch is dead. There we go. Beastie Boys, rest in peace. Yep, Beastie Boys. Beastie Boy. One, One of the Beastie Boys. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So we've the, the link is obviously to a uh, a Coldplay performance of one of their songs, just because. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when everybody else was throwing lots of links up, well, that was actually kind of an amusing cover. So. Yep. And yeah. There we go. I'm glad we did that first, you know. Yeah, because this was in the plunder section. We thought that it might, by the time we get to that point, throw that in would not be so good. So we've done it, and now we can revert to our normal chaos. Yeah. And if you wanted to follow along the show notes, uh, then it's obviously wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. Yeah, this is show 55, as we said. You um, can tell that Sam's curated the notes because we have like long sentences. Yeah. Whereas I, when I do it, it's just bullet points. That's very cool. Well, I mean, in a way, mine approach is less effort than yours because I've just copied and pasted a sentence out of the thing that I was reading at the point where I thought yeah we should put this in the thing in the notes but hey that's fair enough I won't do that again it does look uh, are we valorizing the, the, the path of least resistance here is, is, this what we, is this the right way to go forward apparently uh, yes, we are a journalistic are, organization <laughs> are we a journalistic organization um well, if you'd like to think of us as one, I suppose you could. I guess some some elements of our work perhaps have that quality behind them. I'm ambivalent. I think if people I, come to us primarily for if they if the people are listening to the audio podcast to find out what's going on in the news of audio technology and such, then we could look to them. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Vote of confidence there from Samuel Freeman. I'd, I'd like to think that we offer an enriching mix of comments and commentary, though. Yeah, I'll agree with that. That's very good. We're always a little bit behind the news, but you know it's insightful. I'd but like you can't think. keep up with all the news all the time. We're, That's we're true. condensing for people. Speaking of condensing, should we talk about some fat design sound tips? Indeed, this is um, from Propellerhead. Um, Matthias Hagstrom-Gut. He's been talking about how to make your sounds fat, fat as in wide, um, but not with a pH fat. No, no. F just F. Yeah, I, I don't know, good old F. So. Uh, this is a link to a YouTube video, so it shows yep. you a nice kind of run through. And the the effects, well, the, the methods he talks through, the techniques are applicable to not just Propellerhead software, but anything really. I'm saying there. Exactly. Yeah. That's one of the things I liked about the video and the reason it's in there. So the specific techniques that he uses, the first one is, so if you want to make something wide, you could just put it through an effect which says this makes it wider. And end widener. Yeah. Or in widening. Or. So the one of those that he uses in Reason is the Unison, which is a voice doubler with detuning. Um, but you could just as easily take your synth that you're putting sound into, have two of them and detune one. That's the second thing it does. And the third thing it does is to implement the Haas effect. Haas effect. Haas. Haas. Which in true journalistic style, we've linked to the Wikipedia page. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. 
So, and everything we know about it, we learned from the Wikipedia page. I, I did research on that back in the day. Awesome. Well, Partly through the Wikipedia page. Yeah, I've always, uh, this is something I've always done, actually, is um, adding a few milliseconds to either the left or the right channel. So yeah, no, I was doing that before knowing thing. it was the Haas effect. Yeah. Cool. So this is good. It's one of those other nice videos from, in this case, Propellerhead, but showing you something that you can apply to just about anything, but showing you through their particular uh, set of tools, both an ad and an education at the same time. That's cool. I also love the way that they give you a listen-only preview to a secret effect yeah. and blacken out the screen. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> Good 1920s sales strategy there. Still works. It's a secret. That'd be great if there was no secret and they just did it just for fun. It's like, <laughs> maybe that's just like some sort of insane placebo they're doing and people would be like, oh, that's incredible what it does. And in fact, they've done nothing but black the screen. That'd be, that would be great. I that would be the like kind that. of thing that the audio podcast would do on her. Want to think, but perhaps not a real company. Mm. If we did video again, maybe. Well, no, if we were to do like video tutorials, which was something we're never going to do. True. Which is just as well. <laughs> okay. Item two of the news: audiovisual programming, mapping, and visualization. And this is nice. An event going on in Barcelona, and the first of two events in Barcelona. I don't think they're related to each other, but they both popped up this week, and yeah. I mean, let's face it: you don't generally need excuses to go to Barcelona, but if you did. Or if you happen to be in Barcelona, and if you're interested in Supercollider, then this is an event that talks about that. When is it happening? Friday the 18th. Of June. This Friday, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, this Friday. This Friday. So if you're already in Barcelona, Barcelona, or like travelling on very short notice. So what's happening at this? What are we doing here with Supercollider? Oh, it's not just Friday. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's a three-day event. Oh, it's Patrick Olsen. Yep. Hooray! Hooray! (laughs) He's a top lover. Yeah. yeah, excellent. There you go. So, so, so can we vouch for his, his skills in audiovisual oh, programming oh, definitely mapping so. and visualisation? Oh, yes, absolutely so. And to be super collider-based, I guess. Yep. Beyond reproach. Can't tell I'm reading. Uh, <laughs> just just perusing as we, as we discuss this game. So, as they're telling us today, the seminar will investigate built-in graphical features of super collider, how to use these artistically in combination with the sound synthesis server. Uh, actually, I've seen some upcoming examples of, of nice things like this, the visuals you've done in super collider. I've seen some really, really nice stuff. One of those... One of those guys that came over from Scarborough the other week. He's doing a PhD in it. I forget his name, but it was really impressive stuff. There you go. That's a they, that's, that's like a fantastic... me blacking out the screen. Yeah. <laughs> I have no information to give you, but I can say I've seen this and it looks. This awesome. dude from you... that place did some nice stuff, and he that's did. how have you know that we're not a real journalistic outfit. That's how you know. <laughs> Rumors. That's, how that's you all. Know. I, I just tattle, tattle. That's all I've got. That's a great album, by the way. I listened to that last week as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, was Cooper one. No, the um, uh, Fleetwood Map. Fleetwood, Fleetwood Map. Fleetwood Map. <laughs> the Fleetwood Map. It's a map for Fleetwood. So, if you want to go to Barcelona it's and want to do some super glider stuff, that's on from uh, Friday the 18th? 19th? Yep, 18th. 18th. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Price is 90 euro. The link is on wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk for today's show, number 55. Okay, the other thing that's going on in Barcelona at their Contemporary Art Museum, as far as I can tell. This ends on the 16th of May. Which is the day after tomorrow for us recording this. However, that's the live recording of audio content which remains on their site. Okay, okay. I don't think that one through. Right, I was Re- just recap that for listeners, because yeah. I, I lost what just happened there. And what happened there was, as I was introducing what we're about to talk about, mm. Scott realised that it probably not, shouldn't be in the show because it's 
a one-day thing that happens two days from now. Yes, and where does it happen? Well, that's irrelevant. On the internet. Ah. On the internet is where it happens. That's where it will remain. Um, so this came up... I'd like I... to apologise, Sam, for disrupting your flow there. Oh, that's okay. I don't... I don't... Please. <laughs> please proceed. View of Johnny Trent's library music collection. So this was... I mean, you say it was going on. I think there was only ever two events in this here series. You know, they say it started on April 20th and finished on May 16th, but that's because one thing happened on one day and another thing happened on the other day. But these things are people talking about memorabilia and collecting sounds. So the one which will be recorded this week on Wednesday is um, Johnny Trunk, who's been collecting vinyl since 1982 with a specific interest in film, music and television music. Cool. So he's, he's got a big pile of vinyl to do mostly with these things. And yep. And so to... is this event going to be talking about the act of collection or the act of curating it or, or what these collections consist of? What's the, what's the focus? I should imagine all of those things, but nice. as a... Um, a how, did they, how did they cut it? 6,000 LPs. That's a lot of vinyl if you were to yeah. try and move house. Or possibly a lot of shellac if he's really pushing back. Oh, it's um, Johnny Trunk of Resonance FM for our UK audience. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't spot that. There you go. Yeah, that's cool. And he's written extensively about it, so there you go. Yeah, and there's a a, um, a teaser online already. I mean, by the time you hear this, the, the actual talk might be online, but the teaser I listened to before is um, just music. Television music. Kind cool. Of some really... Yeah, I was enjoying listening to it. It's good mm. background music, kind of cheesy 70s stuff. Some of that. <laughs> it's great. It's cool. Okay, so this is we have there are three collectors coming in on it, talking about the interests and peculiarities that have shaped their particular archives. So they're talking about, as, as they say, the, the historiography of the sound, the act of collecting, the act of archiving, the process. Yeah, it sounds really interesting if you're into that kind of thing. And when and this is M um, A C B A. Once you're in that site, there's lots of bits of audio and podcasty bits hanging around in there. If you want to pick up, I thought. Sounds sweet. Cool. It's a source of things that could be exciting. I'm talking about sources. We could uh, talk about the source of uncertainty. So that's our next item. Let's see what I did there. Like that. This is a cool uh, in Indiegogo, which is kind of like Kickstarter, but more appropriate for people who aren't trying to make money. <laughs> so Indiegogo is Kickstarter for people who don't want to make money. make money but are asking for money. That that was how somebody explained it to me. I never really no, that, like, that's um, it, it's it's New York, uh, New York based, but in June and July, so there's a bit more advanced notice here. Um, and what it is is a well, two concerts of uh, using Vulture uh, synths, and they want to do uh, synth performances. Um, you know, kind of with uh, live live patching of stuff going on in there as well. Which I think is pretty, I think is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Um, it's part of the Harvestworks um, kind of group around there, so that's a really cool organization. Yeah, they do some more good stuff. Really cool stuff as well. And obviously, because it's kind of like it's not Kickstarter, but it's kind of like Kickstarter, they trying to raise seven thousand five hundred dollars, of which they got twenty days left, and they're not there yet. Nope, they're currently about ten percent of the way there. So I'll, I'll leave you guys to provide some insight about the actual uh, event itself in a moment, but I'll just uh, have a look at the cool features. $10 gets you a personal thanks postcard. That's not very interesting for me. Um, $100 a signed event poster. Oh, $500 dinner with Mort. Reward yourself with a special experience dinner with Mort and Sputnik. 
Wow. In an intimate setting, you'll get to converse with the pioneer and ask him any questions. It takes place following the July 7th concert at NY Restaurant of Mort's Choice. That's fantastic. So if you give $500, he'll take you... Well, he gets to choose which restaurant you go to. He doesn't really say who's going to go there. Oh, zero out of four, though. So you might be with three other guests. I'm saying that doesn't feel to me like it might. No, no but that, you want some kind of lively conversation. With that's Mort. true. And, 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 and if Mort's buying, that's great. And for, two, for 2K, it could be you by yourself. Mm. <laughs> and you get to eat three meals. And you get to eat three or meals. Four, even. Yeah. yeah, four meals. Buying a date with Morton Zabotnik. I'd like to point out that the poster they've got for this is really nice. The, the Mike Calvert poster is great. Oh yeah, that's absolutely um, fantastic. I really, really like that. But this whole um, the whole event sounds really good. Sam, have you taken a closer look at the event? Um, I have been, but I've also been listening. I'm not very good at reading and listening at the same time. So. I'd, I'd say that it's Buchla rather than whatever Scott says. Sorry, yeah. No, I went. I, went <laughs> <Can nice>. I, <laughs> I, was, I was just letting that one go. No, no, you should jump on me. You know, I was. I figured people would check things. No. Besides, I still can't pronounce Moog or Moog. So, we've. we've so, I mean, this is a bit meta to the story because we're talk, um, like. With Kickstarter. Come, people. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the story. No, I'm, I'm trying to come. I'm trying to compare Indiegogo with Kickstarter. Seems we don't know anything about those either. I don't, I mean, people can read about the, the event. There you go. It's happening. It's in June, July. Okay, in New York. It'd be good. Give them money anyway. Um, well, if they don't, I'm, they've gone through a lot of effort. If they're not going to put the gig on, I'm guessing they're going to put the gig on whether they get the money or not. Or they, do they only put it on if they raise the money they need? How how does it work? That's what I'm coming to. I'm not. I'm. I mean, right. source of uncertainty. That's what they called it. I'm uncertain yep. about whether this is even going to happen if they don't get the money they need to put on the gig. You well, know, maybe you should give them the money. I, I'm presuming this is like Kickstarter, as in, if they don't make the goal, no, everyone gets their money back, anyways. Okay. Presumably. Presumably, I have no idea. Presumably. Um. Yeah, from just scanning through their thing, there's no real indication of whether it will or won't be happening. Well, if they if they get the funding, it will be happening, which is the purpose of... Well, exactly. There's no point in us debating whether or not it'll be happening without funding. I think it's a really interesting... You know? Indeed. A really interesting kind of pro- project. Um, you know, I mean, they kind of do those things. What we need and what you'll get, oh, anyway, put together these, these concerts. Here's where the money's going to the compensation for the performers. Fair enough. And obviously they're bringing their big synthesizers as well, so. so That's well. good. <laughs> well, but they're big bulky things, aren't they, I guess? So that makes a lot more sense. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Because whenever you think of, I, I don't know, like I put events on and whenever I like, you know, whenever we curate events, we go do things, I'm always like, oh, well, you can just like mega bus there and it's like this much. It's like, you know, we can buy the tickets in advance and it'd be like, Six pound or something, you know, like those kind of things. But then, whenever it's me going somewhere, it's like, well, you know, obviously it's going to cost far more than that for me to do something because I don't want to travel on the mega bus with my instrument on my knee for ten hours. It's just, you know, I just, it's just funny how these. Yeah. Just pointing that out, I'm, it's something I'm very aware of, and I try to try not to, you know, respond to that as well. Yeah. Cool. Moving forward, <laughs> SoundCloud. <laughs> Cool. Still awesome, getting more awesome. That's well, getting more social. Think. Well, yes, but whether you think that's more awesome or not is, is up to you. I'm still completely... Oh, we should we, we should put this in the notes. We can still put it in the notes. 
Um, cool. So, so, but we recently had a discussion for the Hilo PG album. Yep. About where we were going to host it, and we had a discussion about putting it up on SoundCloud and not putting it up on SoundCloud, and we've ended up not putting it on SoundCloud and hosting it. Well, I've, I've put it on my hosting, which is the hosting that the audio podcast is also driving off, and the other podcast shows drive from. So that's And I was really disappointed with. I'm even less convinced as to what the purpose of SoundCloud actually is as a consequence of that discussion, because that's like an album that we're releasing. Not really, we're releasing more as a kind of document outcome of what we've been doing for in, in two years. In what way did SoundCloud fail you? Well, it's the way that I didn't realize there's a because li- there's a limit to how many free plays, isn't there, or free downloads? Is there not some sort of was it was it SoundCloud that fell foul for that reason? I think that rings a bell. I think I think it's downloads, not plays. Oh, downloads, yeah. yes. There, there was a limit to that kind of thing, and I just thought, well, that seemed very arbitrary. Yeah, it, it's not a distribution channel. It, it's not intended to be a distribution channel. Why didn't you put it on Bandcamp? That was discussed as well. Um, that but, seems like the more obvious choice, because that is a distribution channel. I think it was... There was some reason that. What we, didn't we like about Bandcamp? Yeah, there was a reason there was we didn't lots like Bandcamp. We, yeah, we discussed lots of things, including things like archive.org and Gemendo and all mm. these different things. They're all possible and they all have positive and negative things about them. Yeah. So in the end, we decided to toast it ourselves. And then... That's an easy way to just, yeah, to, to finish the conversation. Or well, we could just put it on our own server. Well, that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but going back to the, the, the discussion at hand, as in. Was that the the limited amount of downloads on SoundCloud is? I mean, the, the SoundCloud has its pros and cons. Yes, you have to pay for it to get extra stuff out of it. I've got a bunch of music up on it, but it's only I think it's ninety minutes, eighty minutes. You're allowed to have on it for free, which you know is good for a free service. Hmm. I've considered paying more for it, but hmm. that's true. But I don't think as a, it's really as a distribution channel. One interesting thing about this social aspect is, and, and I don't know what SoundCloud have or haven't said about this, but SoundCloud were, were in a major... The, if they're trying to make it more social, they're asking people to share more stuff. But at the end of last year, was it? They got in a big kerfuffle because they started kicking off DJ mixes. Because loads of DJs used to use SoundCloud to put up DJ mixes and distribute them that way. And SoundCloud basically, you know, went all copyright on them, understandably and started taking it all down. So the, the, the DJ community was super unhappy with SoundCloud for a while. Yeah. And I think that that didn't change. So if they're asking to create a more social thing, it'd be interesting to see how they react then to, to that kind of stuff. Mm. I think part of the... Some of the cool features of SoundCloud, there have always been the ability to kind of put a tag on a part of the audio waveform yeah. and say this is... And that tag's assigned to you, and people can have a discussion about that. And that's a really nice way of being able to edit. You can actually you know, drive that kind of music. edit. Yeah, sort of you're completely like right. That's more important probably than the sharing of music side. Yeah. Well, I do think that's a cool. That, that you know, that, that that is a kind of cool feature that they that they've always had, and it's in there. So you can um, obviously from the wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk, you can get to the link for the next SoundCloud, which is which will take you to the kind of information page and you can opt to try the next SoundCloud if you wish to, um, which is kind of cool. It's actually a really well-built website. Yeah. Like, this page is fantastic. Yeah. I think, I really love the way the navigation across the top moves along the waveform. I know, it's lovely. I think that's just incredible. Um, anyway, that's my web design side just going uh, I, yeah, I was the thing, I'll be digging into that code if I can access it later. Oh, yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, HTML5 on top, so a lot of it's going to be driven in there. Just some JavaScript in the work. That's cool. 
And their whole widgeting thing is really nice as well. That's yeah. That I get. We're probably preaching to the converted here. I'm sure a lot of people know about this stuff. So it will be interesting to see what new stuff they'll bring in. It will also be really interesting to see in a, in over the next year what other companies come up and start doing more interesting stuff than SoundCloud. This for me is the most fascinating internet thing at the moment in general. Just that mm. every time something awesome comes along, you can be guaranteed in inside a year somebody else will come along and do something even more awesome. It it is interesting the way that audio sharing. In, in my mind, audio sharing in a productive way is really behind a lot of the other kind of things. Um, let, let me let me quantify that more for you. But um, like in the in the in the image world, we have like Flickr where there were communities built around these images and people yeah. comment on images. You know, all that sort of stuff's been happening. YouTube really popularized the kind of like uploaded video content, which was you know really exciting. And you can just upload you know massive amounts, and once you've done a bit, you get rewarded with like. You know, the greater privileges to be able to have any length sort of uploads and stuff like that, and yep. that kind of thing. And they built that, and there's the discussions and all those kind of things, and like editing tools involved inside those things as well. But the audio world really, you know, I guess the, the because of like the peer to peer kind of piracy sort of stuff really drove, was driving so much of that audio kind of stuff that these kind of tools for sharing your own audio creativity are actually lagging a long way behind all those other, all those other sort of things. And I, I think that's just interesting that because. SoundCloud, it, it, it's really cool, but it's just bizarre that it's, it's taken so long for it to exist. When mm. if you think that an audio file is minute in comparison to a video file, but people have been sharing, uploading massive video files for years now, so how come it's taken so long for the audio world to have this kind of adoption? I think it's partly just a, a basic difference between audio and video in that people, people outside of music producers are much more responsive to video in general. They're more responsive to visual than they are to audio in some ways. That's, but but there's I, always I, been I, cool parts of tracks, hasn't there? There's always been a part. It's like, oh man, that's an incredible like yeah. drum fill or something like that. It's saying like the the idea of being able to say this is an awesome drum fill and telling all your friends they should go hear it. That's yeah. like that's something that we've everybody's been doing since mixed well Absolutely. forever. So it's and interesting that this is the point I was getting at with SoundCloud earlier that that would be a really cool thing, you know, that I can choke up my for contention's sake Metallica track and say, oh, I love this solo right here. This is amazing, but I can't do that. And I can't really do it on YouTube either, although it does happen on YouTube, just by sheer volume. Hmm. But you, that's just not going to happen. Whereas on SoundCloud, of course, you can point to other people's... It, it's really just for music creators, which is possibly as well why it's a small thing, because yeah. all of that stuff can only be done with your own music. You can't do it with someone else's music. But I think you're right. I think it, it is kind of both sad and point-worthy that music isn't caught up on the same way. Yeah. I didn't realize that Flickr did video until yesterday. Oh, uh, well, you know, Flickr is suffering from its attachment to the dying carcass that is Yahoo, isn't it? Oh, so, uh, lovely. Which is a lesson to us all not to lie on our resumes. <laughs> did Yahoo lie on the resume? The 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 uh, one of their one of their staff, didn't they? Or just their existence. But no one of their exec one of their like executives claimed to have like a Allegedly, Allegedly. <laughs> claimed to have a, a computer science computer science degree, which he oh, never right. had. You can see it online. Wait, 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 um, well, if you if you cared about that, you could go like that. We're we're, we're starting to head yeah, into sorry. some sort of <laughs> web tech. I'm saying we've used HTML5, JavaScript, and, and P2P in the last kind of two minutes, and now we're discussing some. Like I'm just going to say JavaScript for the sake of it. Why not? Why not? That's and not benchmark. <laughs> Anyways, moving on tightly in this tightly controlled show to a win. 
Can we win? Can you win? Can I win? Can we all win? I think so. I've been been sort of reading the TNC on these, and I think we probably could. Um... (laughs) First of all, I think this is this is the example of how to do a how to do a great prize. So the 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 issue here (laughs) is you text to win with boss, and you win every single pedal in the current boss compact pedal range. That's a great way to do. For me, that's like you know, I'm immediately interested in this because it's like clearly there's great stuff here. There's going to be a great thing in here, like you know. There's so often you see competitions and it's like, oh, win this random thing or this random thing. And you're like, if I wanted the random thing, that would be great. But, you know, that's just awesome. Just everyone, like, can you just imagine how much fun it would be to have every pedal just sat out, like, somewhere momentarily. And then you'd power them all back into their boxes. And, you know. you'd but there's a, a purpose. Of to, oh, <laughs> that's true. Does it come up? Yeah, maybe they're planning on breaking even just purely on the idea that you're going to have to buy all the patch cores. <laughs> anyway, there is a purpose to this, isn't there? I think this comp- so the, there is this competition you can get to the link if you want to try and win every boss pedal but there's actually a greater purpose behind this isn't there well, yeah, when, you, when you go to the link it's um, well it's on three men on a bike site and it's got more to do with um, what is it to do with Scott you tell us well three directors from Roland UK are training for a 926 mile bike ride with an aim to raise 30 grand for music for all and children in need and as a con- as a consequence of this, uh, boss are raising, helping to raise money by running this competition in support of it. So you text and with a, an answer to a question, and the questions are fairly ridiculous, to be honest. Ridiculous, good or ridiculous bad? Yeah. Oh, ridiculous, <laughs> just in every way. And um, and the text costs a pound, and that's your donation to the fundraising. And as a consequence, you're entered into the competition. So you don't have to give any rights away, do you? There's no rights giveaway, which is usually the point we kind of look at. Mm. Well, the terms and conditions are actually moderately reasonable as well. well it's like, a pound to enter, isn't it? That's 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 the catch. They like usually oh. competitions is a way of getting people to hand, send in their music or whatever, so that they yeah. Yeah. so that the promoters can pick and choose the things they like and use them however they wish. Wow. Whereas here, they they're not asking for anything apart from pound one pound each towards their charitable goals. That's good. It, they do say it's a not-for-profit competition with all proceeds going to the fundraising now. So, yeah. fair enough, you know. That's pretty cool. I like it. You know. Ooh. That's fine. Does that take us to the end of news, or is, is this still news, what's about to happen? I think this is other stuff. I don't think it's news anymore. Other stuff. So, oh yeah, in celebration of our other stuff section, which <laughs> I think we just have to say is fantastic, um... Well, first of all, we're, we're confirmed to you, as I'm sure the astute listeners already realise that we are indeed using the Soundfield DSF-2109 for an ST-35 decoder like last week. Just like last week. In a similar arrangement, but we're not going to play with the controls on it this week. We're just going to continue talking to it. <laughs> so there you go. That's a, oh, onto the Tascam DR-05. There we go. So for completeness, okay. via an O1V. Sam. Well, a few things we could link in here to stuff we've already mentioned. This is a super collided thing because we have... I've had sat for a couple of weeks this interview that we're going to play shortly um, recorded by Graham Booth at the Super Collider Symposium what did they call it? They call it? Is it a symposium? Super Collider Symposium It's a symposium, yeah, yeah. Yes, 2012 Yes, yes yeah. In, As an aside onto this actually as I should have mentioned if you're interested the Dan Stowell who we had on the show That's what I was going to add and uh, talking about the Super Collider Symposium recently released a PDF of how we put the whole thing together, which is quite yeah. an interesting. Links, like so we were saying, links to you talking about event event organization and funding oh, stuff. Man. It's all there in this PDF, which we will link to. It's not on the notes right now, but I'm sure we should link to that. It goes out. 
Um, so yeah, that's the other stuff. Is, the other stuff is Super Collider 2012, and we will play Graham Booth's interview with Neil Cosgrove. Now, when you say play, do you, can you just explain that we are actually going to play it? Okay, yeah, so we will actually play it. I thought that maybe you might want to edit over us. No, 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 I'm, I'm not. It's part, it's part of my commitment to okay. normal editing. We're just going to In that it. case, I'm going to set my laptop down over here near the microphone and um, turn the volume up and press play. Yep. Um, okay, so I'm here at the Super Collider Symposium with Neil Cosgrove, who's the... Say hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, who's the author of LMX um, Studio. Um, and I guess... I don't know, it'd be nice to talk about a little bit about what the product's about, where sure. it came from, how you've been working on it, that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Well, um, kind of originates back to when I was kind of, say, about 1920. I was about 1920. Um, I was making music with my friends, and, like, basically, you know, synthesizers, drum machines, all that like, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and slowly we kind of drifted apart, moved to different cities and all that kind of stuff. And then um, I just really, I've been kind of just been making music on my own, and I really miss that kind of connection between, you know, making music with your mates, really. Yeah, collaborating. Yeah, the collaborating side, really. And so, it was just a, I just wanted to try and get a set of tools together that you could use just to have fun, that you would do in your bedroom. It's nothing professional. It's just, it's just about fun. Yeah. And kind of jamming and not having to worry about being in the same room, really. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and that's really kind of the, the idea. That's where the idea kind of stemmed from, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, what kind of things can you do with it? I mean, I've seen it and I've used it a little bit, but yeah. it would be nice to give people an idea of what they can do when they get inside. Um, well, there's, there's a kind of a selection of different instruments. So uh, well, there's an instrument called Bum Note, which is like a kind of like analog synthesizer. So you basically you kind of squidgy acid sounds that you would hear a lot in techno, acid yeah. house, and that kind of stuff. And um, there's an analog drum machine where, again, you can just kind of trigger off in the step sequencer, analog sounds, and you can change sort of like the pitch and how yeah. much noise is in there, which is quite straightforward. There's a granular drum machine with 606 sounds, 707 sounds, and you can kind of morph them into quite dramatically different sounds. Uh, and then the stuff that I've just released um, last Tuesday, um, there's kind of two new instruments. One is basically the whole idea is you type in superglider code and what's called a synth definition. Yeah, this was great on the show. Yeah, and um, what you do is basically you just type the code and then it automatically makes a, uh, like all the GUI widgets on the screen for you yeah. and you can sequence it. And so as, you, as you're typing code, the code will appear on the other person's computer and then you can design, you're not only playing together, but you design the instruments together yeah, as well. I think this is really nice. It's like... Um, so I think one of the things that I really like is that it's very accessible to the way people normally would think about music in a workstation or a, yeah. like, but also now with that feature you've got the ability to have the best of both worlds, you can bring people in who've been coding quite a lot, they can use it for sketching ideas. Yeah, I want to kind of bridge that gap between, um, because I, so Superglide is a great programming language for doing audio stuff in, but uh, it can be quite imit uh, imitate, uh, intimidating. intimidating, that's the word. Um, it's kind of like you've got all of these objects and all this kind of different stuff. Sure. And the first thing that people kind of see when they're using Superglider is the synth depth. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and it scares them for life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> possibly. some of them, like. Possibly. <laughs> some people fall by the wayside and others. Yeah, but, because, um, yeah, but it's nice to have this. 
Well, whenever systems, when you, you, you know, everyone just wants to like, oh yeah, let's stick a filter on that, or let's stick an envelope on that, and you know, that's kind of like, you, you know, people are quite used to that, and so you, you can readily do that in, in super gliders in depth, and so it kind of offers all those features up, yeah. to, up to the user. Um, but ultimately, um, once you've designed the instrument, it doesn't matter whether you know the code or not. It's a, it's a new instrument within within the software, yeah. and you can tweak the knobs and you can sequence it and play the notes. And you don't really have to know anything about coding to take advantage of those instruments. So, yeah. and then maybe if they hear an instrument, they go, "Well, actually, I quite like it to maybe do something a little bit different." Then that might encourage them to then go, "Oh, I'll have a look at that." Yeah, maybe you know change the code a little bit. Yeah, and um, yeah, hopefully. Bring, bring those two kind of groups of people together. Yeah, I think th this new feature plus the, all the collaborative stuff that you've got in there, which is the, the other big thing, is yeah. a really nice combination. Yeah. yeah. Where, yeah. Do, where do you see it going next time? Um, What's your, what are your plans? My plans for the future, um, for the next few months, are probably just to stop for a minute because uh, yeah. you can you'd spend too long coding and then not making music and then doing you know and then forgetting what it's like to make music so I very much want to get back and kind of use the, use the program make yep. music with other people kind of interact with people see how it works and kind of get feedback from them and kind of see what they like what they enjoy doing um, I know you've had a long burst from what we were saying earlier yeah. of developing and working on it and really yeah. pushing it yeah. further than it's gone so so I think um, I uh, for the in terms of the development of the program immediately is um, kind of designing instruments within this coding instrument. Yeah. So, uh, and there's a nice feature in there where you can download anything that's uploaded onto the internet like automatically within the program. Yeah. So I want to go away and just design, you know, I don't know FM synths and various analog synths and more effects yeah. and all the FF, you know, including all the objects that you get in Superglide, all the FFT stuff, the PV stuff. Stuff that shows off that. Yeah, all the exciting stuff that you wouldn't get somewhere else. There's a lot of stuff in Superglider that obviously it's because it's developed by so many different people at different institutions, whether they're professional or not. Yeah. And just being able to suddenly offer that as something that's pretty straightforward. Uh, and yeah, it's just suddenly there'll be going to be loads of tools that people wouldn't normally have yeah. access to directly. And can people um, get involved in creating their own instruments and sharing them, this kind of thing? Yeah, well, it's, it's actually part of the process. So, you know, um, when you're in a collaboration, you can literally change the, the, the code while you're in a collaboration. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you type the code, you hear the changes instantaneously. Um, so, yeah, it's all part of the process. And, um, and, and also, one of the things, reason why I designed this, this, this instrument as well was because I'm a bit lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, when I was designing some of the other instruments, I realised that you know that I could spend a long time. So I'll do this one and that one and that one and that one. And I'd, what I really want to try and do is include people in, in ways as well. So yeah. hopefully, you know, people will start making their own instruments and then they can submit them to me, and then basically they'll get included in the online library. Yeah. So there's and like then, a community building up around the yeah. software. Yeah. yeah. And then they, they can download it. Well, they, you know, automatically in the program, and so you know, they, every month I'll probably release a pack of new yeah. instruments, and then in Bosch Bosch. They go straight away. Yeah, you can use them. Yeah, I mean this is something that yeah definitely the other things other software is, is not addressing this collaborative aspects and, and you can share at some level sometimes but yeah typically not a performance like and it's great. You, I mean you had the demo in the session of of like actually with one of the guys from uh, one of the live coding groups who's been yeah. here and having it going in one room but you could use it over the internet or yeah. or locally and yeah it's great. Yeah, I think that's yeah just 
locations doesn't matter, same room, different country, um, hopefully all syncs up in time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it does actually, I know it does. So, you had a testing session right, online over the week, right? Yeah, I had a testing session. Um, one of the things I learned from that is um, it's difficult organising time in between lots of <laughs> yeah, people I, in different countries. Yeah, I missed countries. it, I completely. So, like, I was like an hour late to get yeah, online. Yeah. I've got to remember to include British summertime and all this stuff, but um, but yeah, so I, I, I want to do more of those kind of things as well. So yeah. um, mass collaborations and see where they lead to. You never know, well, it might be complete chaos or it might be something completely beautiful. And where can people go to, to find out about it? What's the website? Um, it's at SourceForge, so it's uh, basically LNX Studio. All one word, and that's dot sourceforge.net, I believe. Okay, great. So, cool. Get it there. Great, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you, Graham. Thank you, Graham, for that. Yeah. Sounds pretty cool. Does um, we'll get the links up there so people can have a look at yep. what's going on. So I've yeah, I've seen Neil Cosgrove present this before. So and yeah, I haven't tried it. Maybe we should have done that. Would have been a good thing to talk about, wouldn't it? But I like the idea of having a. Having something where because all the synthesis is happening on your own machine, so they're talking about synchronizing up people elsewhere, but you're not trying to send audio across. You're just sending right. bits of code and command instructions. Yeah. So I have turned this knob now, and the knob turns on everybody's screen, rather than this is the sound I'm making. Yeah. Which is you know, something that has been hanging around as an idea around here for a while too. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, it, it was cool. I enjoyed it. It's nice. Well, it seems like one more thing to make me go. Ah, I wish I had the time to learn Super Collider. Maybe this summer will be the summer. Maybe. There's a real buzz around Super Collider at the moment, isn't there? Mm-hmm. I know they just had the symposium, the Super Collider book came out. Yep. You know what I mean? There's a real kind of buzz of material. It's the language on the ascent. Ooh. <laughs> Very cool. That implies that it wasn't before. That's not what I mean. Okay, where does that bring us? Plunder. Arr. Arr. Plunder Sorry. time. I haven't seen this week's blunder. What is it? It's Vimeo video. It's a duet for a synthesizer and a washing machine. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I'm sold. I, I'm <laughs> yep. Um, it's a monotribe. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. And it was also recorded binaurally, so you should listen to it on headphones as well. Excellent. <laughs> Which is just awesome. That's great. <laughs> and say so, you know, that I just, I just knew there was no way we could not have this. So, hence it's included. It, it's there now. Got me. That's pretty cool. Is this news? It's only five days old. This, well, you see, that's when it was oh, uploaded. It, it could have been news. Could have oh. been news. I, yeah. This I is definitely plunder. Worthy man. plunder. Yeah. Worthy plunder. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome indeed. I was, just, I was looking if there's a. You know, sometimes on Vimeo there's a very obvious um, license, but there, there is. Oh, you see anything? That's not something. That's cool. That's cool. Yep. I think we should. Yeah. I retract whatever I was about to say. <laughs> that's, that's that's perfectly fine. <laughs> that's perfectly cool. I think it's been a great show. Next yep. week we're due to have uh, Spencer Cesar with us. We're going to talk about Chuck. That'll be pretty awesome. Yep. Next week. Sounds good. Um. That's cool. Awesome. I just thought we should mention that. Actually. That's what's going to happen next week. So. And we are committed to week. the time, and we will be doing it at the normal time. So we'll be doing it live. So in actual okay. fact, if you listen to this week's show, then it'll be... What time are you doing? 
Seven. Mm. That, mm. Is that what time it's normally at? Yes. I don't remember. Seven o'clock UK time. Yes, yeah, so seven, seven p.m. Seven yeah. p.m. Seven p.m. London time. We'll be live in the Google Hangout, which you can find off the audio podcast page on Google. Doozy. How are our likes on the audio podcast page? I think I think the, they think it's non-moving from us. Non-moving. Now. Oh, so we, but it means that our show number is aligned. So I wasn't going to mention it. We are on show fifty-five, and there's fifty-five on it. So. That's fantastic stuff. Don't forget, if you've got any problems with the website, or if you've got any problems with the website, no, that's not so much because if you've got any problems with us, or any complaints, or you think the show's great and you want us to know, that's cool. Yeah, that's also good. We do, we do like getting stuff. We, we um, I forget his name, but the guy from the ProTiller blog uh, emailed us back, thanking us for his like, our extension of good wishes for him, so yeah, that, that was nice. See if you were, if you, you know, if you reply in an engaging way, we will... We'll probably remark about it, which is nice. <laughs> Likewise, if you're doing something that's newsworthy or plunderworthy, then you should or, or other stuff worthy, then let us know, and we'll. we'll oh, they're worthy. I like that. That's our new thing. <laughs> that's awesome stuff, isn't it? Cool. So this has been the audio podcast show 55, Beastie right. Boss, and I have been Samuel Freeman. I've been Scott McLaughlin, and I've been Scott Hewitt. Uh, <laughs>